Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we are talking about the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament. Um, starts on Wednesday. Buffs have the bye. They don't play until Thursday. Um, it's actually been kind of chaos for me these last couple days, and it'll continue to be chaotic tomorrow because uh, we're leaving tomorrow night. And I have so many things that I need to get done before I leave um, and obviously don't come back till after the championship game. And so there's a, I really got to get my affairs in order and it's kind of stressful, uh, for these next couple of days though, obviously talking quite a bit about the tournament, talking about the team. Um, I'm thinking I might try to download a couple of football games for Tuesday night on the plane so that I can do a podcast with a position preview for fall camp on Wednesday, because if we get behind on those, it uh, it's going to be a lot of work at the end of the month that I'm not super thrilled with myself about. Um, so maybe a position preview Wednesday, um, or maybe, yeah, I think that would make sense. Then maybe even record the second half of the podcast talking about whoever the Buffs will play in the game that play, happened Wednesday night to decide who goes to play CU would make sense. Hopefully that sentence made sense to you because it still doesn't make sense to me. Point is, everything's chaos right now. Today we're talking about this tournament, and in particular, just want to look at the path for CU to the championship. Um, we might like fill out a bracket or something tomorrow. Um, I know I'm going to for the website tomorrow. I'm not sure about the podcast. I'm not sure about anything. The point is right now we just want to talk about what is going on with CU and and what their path would be um if if they can keep winning throughout this tournament. Um again, they they probably almost definitely will not make the NCAA tournament without winning this tournament. Um there's a part of me that wonders like okay, you beat Oregon, you beat Arizona, you lose to UCLA, like I ju- that's just not enough juice to to get into the tournament. I think it's enough to get them onto like the fringe of the bubble, but not enough to be like one of the bubble teams that actually makes it in. Um, so the point is, they need to win this tournament, otherwise they're going to the NIT, and that's not the end of the world, of course. But obviously, what we're hoping for, win the tournament, win the tournament. And so we're going to talk about that today. Um, and, and it really starts on Wednesday. So the Buffs, like I said, they have the bye. They don't play till Thursday. But Oregon plays Oregon State 
on Wednesday at 2.30 Pacific time, so 3.30 back here in Colorado. Winner goes on and plays Colorado. Um, I think that if you're betting on anything other than Oregon to win this game, you are probably pretty insane. But at the same time, obviously it'd be really nice for Colorado to get to play Oregon State, a team that's 3-27 and right now with wins against uh, really bad teams. I actually wrote them out, I think. Uh, Nichols, which I thought was Nichols State. Maybe they rebanded as Nichols. Um, Portland State, an old Big Sky friend of mine, and uh, Utah. So you're not... <laughs> First of all, 3-27, and 27, it, you're not redeeming that. And uh, with those three wins being Portland State, Nichols, and Utah all at home certainly are not redeeming that. So uh, Oregon State is really struggling in a lot of ways. They have a uh, terrible defense, giving up 82 points per game. Um, that's, that's the second, or that's the worst in the league. The second worst in the league is 74. So there's like an eight point gap right there. Uh, it's, it's really hard to, to find a way for Oregon state to win. Um, but you know, in terms of like an Oregon state, Oregon matchup, this does feel a little bit better than it would have a few weeks ago, right? Because Oregon State kind of fell apart at the end. Uh, I think they've lost five of their last six. They've lost both of their last two by an average of like 15, 16 points. So they're struggling right now. And things are not working for them really in any way. Uh, so you have that little piece going for you if you're looking for this upset. Um, there's actually a, a game in Corvallis in January when Oregon State lost, I think it was 79-77, maybe 78-76. I think 78-76, but it was a two-point loss. So you've seen them play play a tight game, which also helps. Um, on top of that, Oregon State has won six of the last meetings. That dates back to the start of the 2017-18 season. So there's at least a couple of those little things that you can look at and say like, hey, it's not, it's not impossible. Um... ESPN gives Oregon an 87.4% chance of winning this game. I honestly thought that was a little low, as crazy as that sounds. Um, for it to not be 90 is a little surprising to me, but hey, the, the Ducks are struggling right now. Because of that, anything's on the table. Playing an in-state rival, a team that's played you close once this season and not close at all in the other game, we'll see. It's not it's not a foregone conclusion, although again, it, it'd be shocking if Colorado gets to play Oregon. Or sorry, Oregon State. Got that backwards. It's kinda late. It's been a busy day. Um from th- in this next round, the quarterfinals round, which is likely against Oregon. Obviously, this year the the Buffs split the season series with Oregon. Uh, the the road team won both those games. Both were both were pretty solid wins, right? They weren't really coming down to the wire. And because of that, I think that you you wind up thinking this will be a close game. On top of that, I'm pretty sure right now Oregon is 74 in the net rankings and Colorado 75. So again, that would suggest that this would be a close game. The kicker, though, is that, like we said, Oregon's lost 5 of 6. The Buffs have won 7 of 8, I believe. Let me double-check that. Um... Yes, seven of eight. So two teams 
clearly trending in very different directions. And when when you see them as very similar teams in terms of just overall talent and performance this season, those trends would potentially be the difference in which team is favored. I do think that if this is Colorado-Oregon, you're going to see Colorado as like a three-point favorite maybe, two-and-a-half-point favorite, maybe three-point favorite would be my pick. Um, so there's the big picture. In terms of what Oregon does, um, the, the defense is struggling. The rebounding in particular is struggling. They're just, they're just a bit hollow, right? They can score. They can make some tough shots. Uh, they, they actually, I think the, the assist numbers are fairly low for Oregon, which is interesting to me. Uh, but, again, just uh, not good, hard-nosed basketball, kind of whatever the opposite of that is. Um, I do think that it's worth noting that Colorado will not have a game the night before, and that's a good thing. It, that is a good thing that Colorado doesn't have to play that that Wednesday night, considering what's on the way. You know, Oregon, if they win this tournament, it's going to be because they won four games in four nights. Really tough to do. If Colorado does it, it's three games in three nights. Just that. That one extra day of rest once you get to Saturday could go a long way. And especially in a tournament like this where all these teams are going through that, some teams are not going to respond well to being tired. Um, and, and that's the X factor in these sorts of events is sure it's tough to beat UCLA, but if you can make it to that game, it's whoever is in the best shape, honestly, at that point. Um, in this first game, though, I do think that it hurts the Buffs. Um, again, you you wouldn't trade it. You wouldn't want to play that game and have the extra 40 minutes of, of game time under your belt this week. But when the ball is tipped on Thursday, I think Oregon potentially comes out a little bit sharper just because they've been in Vegas. They played a game there. They've gotten their feet wet. They've gotten the jitters out, whatever. Meanwhile, Colorado, for a lot of these guys, that'll be their first tournament game. Their first tournament game, whether Pac-12, NCAA, whatever. First tournament game. And we've seen this team start slowly before. And because of that, those two things, I I do worry about those first few minutes of this game, assuming it is Oregon. I guess either way, that is the most concerning part. Um, but I do think, again, like you, fresher legs, you probably see that pay off later in the game. Um, just don't let things get out of hand early. And part of that, I think, should be trying to stay away from the three-point line. Just get into the paint, get aggressive, get to the rim, get free throws, get open layups, whatever. But relying on the three-point line is just asking for trouble, especially in a new gym. Um, Colorado is the best three-point shooting team in the Pac-12, hit 36.5% this season. I just think that, especially when you look at these last couple games, like I know that the Buffs hit all those threes, in uh, the, the Utah game early on, like what, their first four baskets or something were threes. They also did a great job, Jabari in particular, crashing the glass. So if you want to take those threes, just make sure you're fighting for these rebounds. Because again, Oregon, not a great rebounding team for Colorado. Uh, a team with Jabari Walker, the best rebounder in the league, you should be able to make some headway there. And that's, that's just another reason why I think get guys into the paint, go fight for those boards, get extra possessions. And I think that if this does turn out to be kind of a gritty game, starting off playing like it's going to be a gritty game will pay off. 
if if things open up, you get wide open threes. Yeah, you you don't pass up open threes, um, but you aren't necessarily hunting them out in the early going. At least not if not if I'm the coach. Um, offensive or the Ducks offensive scored seventy points twice in the last nine games. Um, one of those was a game where they lost like ninety four to seventy four, something like that. Um, so this offense, it, it isn't super explosive right now, even though you'd think that it would have the talent. Like, you just look through that roster, and they've got the big guys in the paint. They've got the guards. Um, you're just not seeing that come together at this point. There's, like, a lack of movement, a lack of ball motion, a lot of, like, hero ball types of things. And they've had, I mean, obviously, like, four or five days off um, between the last game in this tournament. So who knows what they'll show up as, but it does kind of feel like this buffs team from a couple years ago, the, the 2020 tournament, uh, where they just kind of crash into the finish line and then get beat by Washington state in the first round. And again, I, Oregon's going to get past Oregon state. It would be pretty crazy if they didn't, uh, but it's just tough to see that team making a run right now, considering how it's playing. Um, let's take a break there. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. They make incredible beers. They make so much of what we do possible. And I know that when I get, uh, get back from Vegas, I'm going to want a beer, you know, like, like I, who knows what's going to happen in Vegas. There's a lot of free time on my hands, including Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and then the game on Thursday. It's just asking for trouble. But when I get back, it's going to be time to sit down on the couch, turn on, I guess that'll be like Selection Sunday, probably something before that, <laughs> probably the news actually and see what's going on. But that that doesn't sound quite as exciting right now. But just open up a beer and hang out and that's just a great way to spend a day. Uh, Breckenridge makes incredible stuff. The Strawberry Sky, the... Uh, uh, Avalanche. I had an avalanche over at Blake Street Tavern on. That was Friday. That was the Friday. That was the women's semifinal game. Uh, just really good stuff. Can't beat it. Also, we've got a new offer for new users from DraftKings Sportsbook. Are you ready to feel the excitement of conference championships like never before? Turn your team's victory into your very own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. Uh, if you're in Illinois, there's some big news. Mobile registration is back, and you can sign up on uh, DraftKings Sportsbook by just downloading the app right on your phone. Um, and if, you, uh, if, if you're in a state where the sportsbook isn't available, you can still actually join the DraftKings pools, um, which are also a lot of fun. Everyone can play for free all March long. It's a chance to win $250,000 in prizes. Uh, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR and bet $5 on any college basketball team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, 21 and over, restrictions apply. Uh, see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Okay. Um, where were we? Oh, the semifinal. So 
if if they do beat Oregon, and we're going to assume they do because talking through this tournament would be no fun if we just had the buffs on the sideline. Um, next up is probably Arizona. You know, it's actually kind of a similar thing with uh, the Oregon-Oregon State situation because Arizona State plays Stanford in the first round. And I know Stan- Arizona State has struggled this season. They've mostly worked through some of the kinks. Like Like right now, they're just not a good basketball team. Before they were going out of their way to lose games, like I think at this point, I feel confident saying they're going to beat Stanford. I don't think they have much of a shot against Arizona, except that again, it's just that in-state rivalry, and those always throw just a little kink into everything. So, does it mean Arizona State is going to win? Probably not. But again, it's Arizona already has a a one seed in the NCAA tournament locked up. This tournament doesn't matter to them except for, you know, to, to hang the banner afterwards, which is a is a big motivator, but it isn't like some of these other teams, especially teams that are in that upper echelon of college basketball like Arizona, who Arizona could be peeking ahead, right? Arizona could peek ahead a little bit here. And if that's the case, you know, Arizona State, that's that's a team you could see bring them down. Um, again, it's, you'd be crazy to say Arizona's going to lose that game. It's March though. It's March though. We're going to assume Arizona does win against, you know, whoever they play. Um, and again, like that should happen. Um, it's kind of a, a unique scenario here because Arizona, the number two team in the country, number one seed in this tournament. They just lost to Colorado two weeks ago, and that is fresh in their minds, and it's tough to say who that benefits, in my opinion. You know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this just because this is the the game that you really have circled for this tournament, where it's like, okay, quarterfinal against Oregon, that's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. That's not going to be an easy one, but for the Buffs to make a run, the one you're worried about the most is Arizona. You know, if, if CU gets to the Pac-12 championship... And, and loses, it's going to be too, it's going to be tough for CU fans to get really upset about that. It's going to be really tough to get upset about that because that's a good run. They, they did well. They beat a couple good teams. But in order to get to that point, you have to beat Arizona. If, if you beat Oregon, you lose to Arizona, it's like, eh, sure. I mean, what do you really expect here? But if you beat Arizona, then all of a sudden this tournament just is a success. So with that in mind, I spent a lot of time trying to think like who does that upset benefit here? Because to be honest, I think it's Arizona. I think it's Arizona. And the obvious reason is Arizona has that fresh in their mind. They're thinking about how frustrated they are that they lost to Colorado, you know, all the teams that they beat this year and they lost to net ranking number 75 Colorado. They're going to be frustrated. And that's probably a game they've thought about. And I think that when the number two team in the country has a target on your back, that's usually not a good thing, right? Like, maybe maybe they go cold again, maybe they get in their heads, whatever. But it, it does seem like they're going to be fired up for that game. And in, also, in, in another world where Colorado doesn't have that crazy upset, that's maybe where you could see Arizona getting a little bit... Uh, 
you go looking ahead. You know, not not locking in for this game. I think it's pretty safe to say they're going to be locking in for this game now. Um, for that reason, I think this benefits Arizona. That upset does. This history does. At the same time, though, for a CU team that outside of that, if not for that game, would be coming into this tournament without having beaten the ranked team all season, there is a level of confidence that gives you. You know, they know that they should play with Arizona. They they know that they should play with Arizona. Like, they, they are capable of beating this team. And while I don't think this is a team that's, like, short for confidence, I think you look at the guys on this team and say, like, yeah, confident group. There's some flaws. I don't think it's confidence. Still, though, just to have a ranked win under your belt, a win against this team in particular under your belt, it's got to make them feel just a little bit better coming into this and saying, like, okay, time to prove it. Time to time to show that that wasn't a fluke. Um, and, and so with that history there, I do think that it benefits Arizona. Who knows, though? It did. It definitely does something, right? It, it definitely changes the dynamic here a little bit. Um you know, Arizona, what is there to say? Third most points per game in the country this season. Again, that's all D1 basketball, all like 380 teams or whatever. That's pretty good to be top three, especially when you're doing it in a power conference. Um, fifth in field goal percentage, uh, just outside the top 10 in assist to turnover ratio. Um, the defense is incredible. I think Ken Palm has him as like the number seven offense and the number 13 defense in the country. Um Benedict Matherin, he's a finalist for the Wooden Award. He's a top 10 pick in this NBA draft in June. Um, it's a really good team, and it's a team that you will be seeing people pick to win the national championship, and they're right to do so. Um, this this is a team that is very capable of going on that sort of run. Um, again, we saw what Colorado did to them, though. They, they played with energy. They hustled. They they focused they paid attention to the reads and didn't throw the ball away they put played a very clean basketball game they played that game at a high pace with a lot of energy they they did everything that you're supposed to do night in night out and it's hard to do night in night out and I think that they even learned from that game what that energy feels like and why you need it and what it does and that carried over against Utah even if it did kind of fade in that last five or ten minutes or whatever so, again, I'm not going to say Colorado can't win this game because you look at how they're playing right now and say, like, okay, they've got a real chance to to beat anybody if they keep playing the way they're playing. At the same time, though, this Arizona team is going to be favored. They're going to be favored pretty heavily. Um, well, I wonder just how heavily. Because it might be, like, seven points. Because that line for the last game was right around 10. Colorado was a 10-point underdog or so. Now this one goes to a neutral court, which is worth a couple points. That gets it down to seven and a half, maybe. On top of that, Colorado's even hotter right now than they were then. And Colorado has obviously beaten that Arizona team, which factors in as well. So I think maybe you're looking at about a five-point line, six-point line. Uh, I'll be I'll be curious for sure, but the Buffs have a chance. Just about everybody's going to be picking Arizona. And I don't think anybody is listening to this podcast thinking like, wait, they're going to pick Arizona? It's it's obvious why. Let's say the Buffs do pull it off, though. And the Buffs do make it to the championship. Who would they be taking on in the championship game? Um, 
I think there, there's two teams that really stand out. You know, UCLA is the two seed. USC is the three seed. Those are the, the two other teams along with Arizona that will be going to the NCAA tournament. Um, who knows? Maybe somebody has a pr- surprise run, winds up winning the Pac-12 tournament, the Pac-12 gets a fourth team in. It's possible. But as of right now, it seems like there's those three teams and then that's about it. I would add that just in the context of this championship game, you could see Washington State making a run. Um, the metrics really like them. They're, I think, the fourth team in the Pac-12 in the net rankings and in Ken Palm. They're in like the mid-50s or so. They're, they're playing good basketball. It's a good, clean style of basketball that they play up there. I Again, I wouldn't pick them. Um, but I do think that if you're looking for some good value, and I haven't checked the lines yet for this tournament. Hopefully they have lines up um, before it tips off so we can talk through some of these. But if you're looking for a dark horse, Washington State is that dark horse. Um, Colorado, not a bad bet either, honestly, because um, I did just pull these up. Um, we'll talk about those afterward. Uh, but Washington State could get hot. You know, they, they start against Cal. That should be a win. They play UCLA. That's going to be their toughest game. You know, I think that's a tougher game than USC is. And then you go to the championship probably against Arizona. You could see them making some sort of run. Still, though, I think UCLA has got to be the favorite here with USC behind them. Um, let's run through USC real quick. I mean, USC, big, long, physical uh, they, they, they're really good at rebounding, good at defense. They're efficient in the paint. They get to the free throw line. You know, those, those sorts of things. That's the style of basketball that it is. On top of that, they've got that guard, uh, Drew Peterson, that's his name. Six foot six. Um, I think he plays point guard for them. Uh, it's kind of tough. Yeah, he definitely plays point guard for them. Um, senior, you'll love senior guards in tournaments. Again, dishes the ball pretty well, knows how to feed guys in the post. Uh, can can knock down some shots as well. It's a it's a well put together team. It's not necessarily the flashiest team, but it's a well put together team. Um, you know, Colorado obviously has the history against USC. We'd love to see a championship game between Tad Boyle and Andy Enfield. That would be a lot of fun for a bunch of reasons. Um, but since everything kind of blew up between those two, Colorado had won seven games in a row against USC. Leading up to this year, when they only played once, it was in Boulder and USC won. So, big history of Colorado beating up on USC. Still, though, it uh, that history is kind of right history now because of what happened in that game. Um, we can move on from USC. Let's let's talk about UCLA. Um, obviously, UCLA coming off a of Final Four last year. They brought back every player who played a minute in the tournament, the NCAA tournament. Every single one of them is back on the roster this year. Plus, they added a five-star center. It's a really good team. It's a team that, like Arizona, could make a deep run. Um, they're, I think, like 11th right now in the net rankings. Um, I think 13th in the AP poll. It's just a very veteran team that, Scores a lot of points. That's probably what really stands out about them. They've got some some good shooters, first of all, with Jaime Jaquez and Johnny Juzang and Tiger Campbell can knock them down. Um, plus, all those guys are pretty crafty. can get to the paint. They play well together. Um, Arizona was the only team in the conference to score more points than them. And UCLA actually had the, the best defense in the conference, according to 
um, just like the the points allowed over the course of the season. What else? I mean, assist to turnover ratio sixth in the country. Turnover margin is seventh in the country. They're efficient, basically shooting from everywhere. Uh, top three in the conference in offensive and defensive rebounding. Again, just a really good, solid team. Um, a team that is very capable of making a run. A team that's going to be tough to beat. Obviously, with UCLA and USC, Colorado just about took them down when they were in Boulder. They gave themselves a chance late. Um, one was the Keyshawn... Ugh, down two. You have, I think, 20 or so seconds on the clock. Keyshawn is the ball, drives from the wing, and with about 14 seconds left, more than 10 seconds left, throws up this thing. He like kind of comes down the wing, down the baseline, curls up toward the free throw line, toward the rim, and throws up this left-handed over his head. You can't call it a layup, um, but it didn't get close, um, and the Buffs lost that game. The next one, uh, I think that was I think that was the UCLA game. The USC game, KJ had a situation, I think, to tie it up in the final minute, and he missed his opportunity. So, again, you were really close in those games. I think this team has come a long way since then. I think that the effort that we've seen these last couple games, they, they could get a better shot than those shots they got, and they could probably put themselves in better situations than they were in in the first place. Um, again, UCLA is going to be a favorite over them, but... Tournament basketball, and again, either one of these teams, Colorado would potentially be taking them on on Saturday, which means for both sides, that is three games in three days, and that's a factor as well. So there's kind of what the 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 path through the tournament looks like, and now I do want to hit these odds from DraftKings Sportsbook. These are the odds to win the Pac-12 tournament. Um, ooh, let's start at the bottom. That's always fun to start at the bottom. Um, two teams tied for the worst odds to win the conference. Oregon State, Cal, both at plus 50,000. That means if you want to bet $1 on either of those teams to win the tournament, you will win $500. So if you're really looking for a long shot, Oregon State to make a run, Cal to make a run, there you go. Um... Utah next worst at plus 25,000. Again, that's $1, pays out 250. Um, you've got Stanford and Washington at plus 20,000, so one to win 200. Um, then you've got Arizona State uh, at the seventh best odds. That's plus 5,000, so one to win 50. Uh, next is Colorado. That's plus 4,000, one to win 40. Sixth best odds. Uh, then you hit Washington State at plus 3,000. Oregon is fourth at plus 1,500. USC is third at plus 1,000. UCLA is second at plus 160. So big gap there. And then Arizona, the favorite, at minus 120. Um, in terms of, I think, oh, the MEAC tournament, Norfolk State is a minus 250 favorite. That's out of eight teams. Uh, Vermont is one of four teams in the America East Conference Tournament. They're minus 1,000. Uh, Houston is minus 150. Princeton's minus 110. So uh, about a third, about a third of the tournaments, maybe even less, have a favorite with minus odds. And the Pac-12 is one of them. Uh, Duke in the ACC is the only other power conference 
that has a favorite in the minus odds. Um, again, at the top there, minus 120 for Arizona is the favorite, plus 160 for UCLA, um, then plus 1,000 for USC. So a big gap, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, between UCLA and USC. It, it to them, seems like a two-horse race before you get into these other teams. Personally, I think it's more open than that. Um, just just because it's the Pac-12 um, and it's tournament basketball, I don't think that these things are so set in stone. I wish that there was like a way to bet Arizona or UCLA will not win because these odds imply that there's like a two out of three chance maybe. Yeah, about a two out of three chance. Maybe even a little bit better odds than that. Maybe closer to three and four. Probably closer to two and three. Um, that that UCLA or Arizona wins, and I'd be very interested in taking the field. If you're looking for bets, I mean, honestly, Colorado's a good one. They're hot at the right time, plus four thousand. Sure, they hit Arizona pretty early, but everybody else on the other side of the bracket's going to hit UCLA pretty early. So that is what it is. Washington State, like I said earlier, at least like there's a chance that. Somebody takes Arizona out on the other side. Maybe that's why they're plus 3,000. Maybe it's just because of the computer rankings. Um, I wouldn't touch anybody behind those two, though. Um, USC at plus 1,000, even that's not good enough. I'd, that that might be a, a solid, reasonable range to bet, right? That plus 1,000, third best team. Um, that's not a bad bet. I just don't think USC is going to pull it off it doesn't feel like that's them um so yeah uh i think that's gonna do it for today i think that's gonna do it for today i will be back tomorrow at some point i think i'll probably be pretty early in the morning i don't know we talked about this i the world is chaos right now and we'll talk at some point and i'll see you then